Today, we speak with homeopath Danitza Apolline about the provings of some fascinating new remedies that have been added to our Materia Medica. So for any new homies, I'll quickly explain what a proving is. In homeopathy, when a new remedy has been made, we then need to test it to see which symptoms it will produce and which of our clients it will be helpful for. So our testing process is called a proving. And what we do is we take a group of healthy volunteers and we give them this new remedy. And usually they don't know what the remedy is that they're taking. Sometimes they do. And then we see which symptoms they produce. So the exact potency and how frequently the remedy is given to the volunteers does vary depending on how the the proving is set out and how they decide to do this. But uh, then we get these volunteers to record all their symptoms over a period of weeks and even months. And all of these symptoms are then added to our Materia Medica. So there are different proving methods as well. You could also do dream provings and there's the option to do uh, meditative provings, which is something that we will touch on in today's episode. So Denitza will be sharing with us some new remedies where she was part of the proving group. And as homeopaths, we are forever indebted to those homeopaths current and past who have taken part in provings. Hahnemann, the founder of homeopathy himself, took part in 120 remedy provings. And sometimes being part of a proving can bring out some pretty profound uh, experiences, some a little bit more pleasant than others. So you never quite know what you're in for when you agree to take part in a proving. So, Denitza, thank you so much for being part of this proving group and helping us understand these remedies better so we can use them to treat our clients in clinic. If you'd like to get hold of Denitza or find out more about the remedies, then please check out the show notes. If you enjoy the episode and you would like to support the show, please head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash hangout. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, join the Homeopathy Hangout Facebook group. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now my mum and your host, Eugenie Kruger. Hello, homies, and a very warm welcome to Homeopathy Hangout. Today, we have the privilege of speaking with the lovely Denitza Apolline, all the way from the UK. Welcome, Denitza. Thank you so much, Eugenie. It's really lovely to be here with you. It's lovely to have you on. I'm excited for our topics today, but maybe before we get cracking, can you tell our listeners a little bit about how you first discovered homeopathy? Yes. So I think like many of us, it, it, it kind of came to me. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't seek out wanting to be a homeopath. I originally was going to be a, a pharmacist. I decided at the age of 14 when I started working in a chemist that that's what I wanted to do and went to university to study pharmacy. It didn't work out um, and then went and studied psychology, but my love of medicine never left me. And then I, when I had my son, um, I had really severe morning sickness for the first, not quite as bad as my gravis, but it was bad um, for, for four months. And then at a festival, a friend who's a homeopath just gave me a sepia and I'd never taken homeopathy before properly. And she, and she gave me that and that one pill, that 130C sepia, and that was it. Four months of terrible morning sickness was gone. And then when my son was born and he was six weeks old and he had really bad colic and I tried everything else. And having come from a pharmacy background, having had quite a left brain, this world approach to medicine, they thought homeopathy was a whole load of hogwash, um, even despite my CPU experience, uh, <laughs> out of sheer desperation, um, did my own research and chose Dioscorea for him. And I just remember him literally lying, screaming on his back, like a beetle on its back. And I gave him that one pillule and he stopped crying there and then and unfurled his body. And that was the end of that. And I knew that that couldn't be a, a placebo. I just, I was, I was sold then. 
And then later, many years later, I was diagnosed with quite a serious autoimmune disorder. And homeopathy kept me really well. And then I just was in awe and went to study it, really. So amazing. very grateful for the experiences I've had that have taken me, brought me to it. Incredible. And how wonderful that you've got that pharmacology background and then also the psychology because really homeopathy combines both. So you really get to do a job where you get to have experience of both of those, but just in a different form. That's amazing. Um, Now, Danitza, you are also part of a a proving group, you were saying, and you're going to be chatting to us today about some interesting remedies that I haven't even heard of before. So uh, take the floor, blow our minds. (laughs) Ah, thank you very much, Eugenie. So yes, I've been really blessed to be part of a provings group. Um, I I used to work for Helios Homeopathy, the homeopathic pharmacy in the UK. And there were a group of us there that got together and um, and formed a a provings group. And it's kind of evolved over time. And some of us are still from uh, or used to be or, or still are part of Helios. And some of us have come from other kind of roots as well. And It's a group that's developed organically. And when it first started, we didn't really know where it was heading and what kind of remedies we were going to be proving. And what started to become clear is that the remedies that we're proving are remedies that are about the feminine. They're about going to a time before mankind changed the world, to a time before the patriarchy. Um, And it's becoming clear that the remedies are about really connecting with the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding of who we really are. And um, we, we started with approving for concrete. We didn't have, there were nearly 4,000 remedies um, at Helios and we didn't have concrete. We had concrete glue, but we didn't have concrete, which astounded me. And I, I was very guided to look at, at making it up for, for different reasons on a personal level for myself. I was interested in taking the remedy. And got sourced some concrete from a place that was meaningful to me. And then when we did the proving, the proving was all about reminding ourselves of the importance of reconnecting with nature and the natural world. And what concrete does, it's the second most prevalent substance on the planet after water, amazingly. And yet we don't know it's there. We don't even see it. We are surrounded by it, but we don't even notice it's there. And that felt very much like part of what we're seeing. We're in a world where, you know, that's been created, that's, you know, the very patriarchal world that's been kind of put in place. And we don't even see um, how it works or the effects of it unless we find ourselves in certain situations. So it was a remedy all about disconnection, but a return to nature, being able to breathe, being able to clear experiences of oppression, experiences of rigidity um, and a loss of freedom, uh, coming back to direction and purpose and home. And it was such a wonderful experience doing that, that first proving. And I just got a bug really, and then started to do more and then made a remedy of of something that is really dear to my heart, because I've written a theory of medicine based on it. And it's the golden spiral. And on the winter solstice in 2020, I made up the remedy of the golden spiral in a in a wonderful park near me in a beautiful um, part of the uh, of London called Greenwich and then we when we did the proving what we found was quite remarkable and I'm just going to share a tiny little bit about golden spiral if that's okay yes, just to please. give a, a picture and a flavor thank you so the golden spiral it's the spiral we find in all of nature and in all of life and it's so we find it in the famous nautilus we find it in the proportion of our ears and our faces and how they grow and unfold we find it in the proportions of the uterus 
we find it in the spirals of the DNA, which I think is particularly significant, especially at a time when our DNA needs to be strengthened and celebrated for its perfection as much as Mm. we can. In the growth and the unfolding of leaves and plants and flowers and petals, uh, in the ways in which branches on trees grow or split in animal bodies, in how hurricanes and tornadoes travel, in how currents flow in seas and oceans, in the formation of ice crystals and snowflakes, in in the formation of the northern lights, and how planets in our solar system orbit each other through the solar system, and how electrons flow around the nucleus in an atom, and also how our chakras flow. So it's literally in every expression of life, and from the micro to the macro. And I love it because I've got a theory of medicine that I've, I wrote a book, um, Nature's Medicine Code, uh, some years ago. And, and my theory is that when we put anything into our body, whether it's food or medicine or anything like that, that follows the golden spiral, our body recognizes that as code and says, yes, I can take that in and use it. And the body can then make, make use of it and it enhances and supports our health. But when, when we've altered that, that spiral in any way, shape or form, whether it's through chemicals, um, or pesticides or anything like that, then it changes that spiral, it changes the geometry. So when we put it into the body, that's like putting into the body a dud code and the body goes, mm-hmm. oh, no, there's something wrong here. And then it tries to get rid of it and that triggers side effects. Mm-hmm. And when we look at plant medicines and, and the pharmaceutical industry, plant medicines take are made of 100 plant chemicals also often. And my theory is that those are arranged, when you look at them, those will be arranged in the spiral. In that and that beautiful natural spiral of life, but that what happens is, is farmer comes along and says, "Oh, I think that one tiny chemical mm. in that whole pattern of a hundred is the one that's making someone better." We'll isolate it, copy it, and of course, when you put that in the body, it's without the spiral, without nature's code, and the body then doesn't know how to use it. And applied to homeopathy, of course, we work with the doctrine of signatures, and I love the doctrine of signatures. And when we look at what's called the Mandelbrot set, which is how life unfolds using the holographic universe it's these beautiful fractal pictures Greg Braden's a big teacher of these and then these beautiful fractals that are the expression of life they've got the golden spiral completely embedded within them well the doctrine of signatures is literally to me the spiral of life through nature in our bodies so of course broccoli looking like the lungs and the trees Mm. you know kind of all of that to me that's all part of a bigger flow of life and in homeopathy, we're just able to tune into that. And what, what the, the remedy, the golden spiral, connected us with amazingly was not just, of course, that beautiful spiral of life, but it also connected us with alignment, with, with the flow of life going forward. Wherever we've, we, we giggled when we were doing the proving about how, you know, sometimes we, we're, we're like herding cats as human beings. You know, there's some greater plan, I think, for, for all of us in some way, shape or form about the direction of our life. But, you know, we sometimes sometimes get in the way of that and decide we want to go off in a different direction the universe holds the equivalent to its head in its hands yes <laughs> watching us <laughs> and, and then eventually manages to find a way to herd us back like it would need to with cats um onto our right path and the golden spiral is very much like that it's about actually what's our true alignment with our life with our life's purpose with our life's direction and and where we've wandered of course how can it bring us back again mm-hmm. and what was really interesting in doing the proving was that it didn't just put us forward into the path what it did was it went back first to pick up on and shift anything that wasn't in alignment that we hadn't yet healed and cleared before we then could go into the forward 
flow of, of the spiral. And what, one of the areas it went back um, it, very strongly with quite a few of us was it went back into World War II trauma quite specifically mm. and, and was clearing kind of stuff from the past there very powerfully so that we could then move forward in, in flow and expand, be aligned with purpose and, and peace and truly who we are when we are in a place of alignment. Um, so it's a remedy that I really love and I've had some really amazing experiences with, with some of my patients where, um, you know, and one of the things that came off it, came out of it was I, I quite like high potencies, but what was came through very clearly was that, you know, just a standard 30C was really good. I and mean, I tried working with the Fibonacci potencies with it mm-hmm. as well, yeah. but it was almost like, um what I found was that because the Fibonacci numbers are and potencies are in the remedy already, that taking the remedy in the Fibonacci sequence almost gave this double whammy that was almost a bit overwhelming. That is so, interesting. Yeah. That, that was a real surprise because I thought it would be the other way around, actually. I thought it would enhance it in a beautiful way, but actually it made it so strong it was too much. I was so, just about to check which episode Dr. Joe was on the podcast for our listeners yeah. um, because Dr. Joe has been on the podcast. He developed the Fibonacci series. So if any of you are listening and uh, just wondering what uh, Denisa is talking about, um, but yeah, please do keep going. And thank you for checking in on that, Eugenie, because I love Dr. Joe and Dr. Joe's work and I love the Fibonacci potency. So I was a little bit, if I'm honest, I was a little bit disappointed because I was like, oh, you know, here's going to be a way in which we can really talk about that too. Um, that you know, and I would say, yeah, and I would say kind of do do that. Um, do do the do work with the Fibonacci potencies because they are amazing. Episode um, 26, there you go. <laughs> thank you, Eugenie. Brilliant. But what I would say is that that what we found was that just working with a standard low potency, a 30C, what it did was it, it it will pick up the Fibonacci potencies along the way, but keep the being moving, keep us moving in a way that kind of works in a supportive way rather than blowing us up completely. And high potencies felt like they were too much as well, which, you know, and I love high potencies. So that was that was a real kind of lesson for me. But I've had patients on it who actually have developed almost like an amusing, for want of a better word, uh, addiction to it uh, I've had I've had two two patients in particular that have really tickled me who are very strong women both of them very strong women um you know haven't got addictions that you know we'd be working with in any way shape or form I have worked with remedies for a while quite happily take what they need but I put them on the golden spiral and, and both of them both of these two patients in particular when we had our follow-up sessions for several months would say so I've, I've run out of the golden spiral <laughs> and, and I'd be like, all right, okay. Would you like me to send you some more? Oh yes, please. <laughs> and both of them repeated that statement almost like an addict. And one of them repeated it three times in one session, right at the end, you know, kind of going, just, just, just so you, just so you remember, I have run out of the golden spiral. And I just thought <laughs> that was really funny. Um, that there's something really lovely about it, all about alignment. Recently, I, we, we did the, we did approving of the Tyrannosaurus Rex remedy, which I know Angelica Lemka mentions in her book and her work. And I know we, we knew it had been proved already, but hadn't been able to, to find the proving. And I've got, I've had almost like a childlike obsession with dinosaurs my entire life. And um, very, very openly used my son as an accessory and then friends' children as accessories for an excuse to go to the Natural History Museum in London <laughs> and just hang out with the dinosaurs, not for their benefit, but for my own. And um, and we proved the T-Rex remedy a year ago and the most amazing things emerged from it. And it was all about, again, going back to a time when things were, for want of a better word, pure, when things were 
unpolluted, unfettered, unchanged, um, uncomplicated and very simple and all about nature, all about a connection to life. And to me, that's about the mother, that's about nature, that's about the feminine. And we're coming into a time when it is time for the feminine to rise. And my interest is in which remedies can help us support that. Uh, Thuya is, I love Thuya. I was, I, when I was taught Thuya, I was taught Thuya was some really horrible remedy that it was like really dark, you know, and that, uh-huh. you know, people who need Thuya are just like a hiding and stuff. And so I didn't even connect with it or try working with it for a good couple of years from when I first heard of it because I was afraid. And then there was a patient that came to my sphere and, and I, Thuya was the remedy for her. And what I learned through her and then through subsequent work uh, with, with her, with others, with, um, with myself as well, was that Thuya is a beautiful remedy for clearing and shifting beyond those the awful programs that we get given mm. as women, but also, we you know, based on what we believe or whether we're gay or straight or whatever it is that makes us unique. Those limiting beliefs that we have that tell us we're not good enough, we're not worthy, mm. that's such an amazing remedy for that. And to me, again, all that programming, that's all patriarchal stuff. So I've come to have a real love and respect for Thuya as a remedy because it, it helps us with moving into that space where we're free of that programming. And, mm. you know, for women, we really, really need that. And also, you know, for the masculine where that's gone out of balance, it's so needed, you know, to come back back home to to that central mm-hmm. alignment and t-rex was all about going back to that time of purity before we had humans on on the planet and there was a beautiful experience we had when we were doing the proving where one of the provers was in the process of becoming a grandmother for the first time while we were doing the proving so her daughter was in labor mm-hmm. while we were, we, we were doing proving and and she she obviously told us beforehand that she might have to go at any moment but we were like yeah of course and what came through the proving was this incredible connection to grandmother's wisdom Mm -hmm. to the the wisdom of ancient traditions where women are honored and particularly in our in in our crone years when we're able to draw upon the experiences that life has given us and the wisdom that that teaches so again, there was so much of the mother, the feminine in, in this remedy. And the other thing that, that really um, stood out was that as well as looking at ancient wisdom and the grandmother energy, and you'd imagine that a remedy like that would make us feel strong. There are, there are a couple of things that really stood out. One was that we experienced a complete absence, some of us, of any anxiety response, any stress response, which is almost I, I don't think I can ever remember in my lifetime knowing what that feels like apart from some key moments in meditation and it was such a profound experience for some of us and what we experienced in the proving was we've got this assumption that t-rex um, or this cultural myth that t-rex just went around rampaging eating and killing everything in sight because you know if it's a huge 60 huge big teeth and you know huge 40 foot tall body and so on and actually what we found was that T-Rex, like predatory animals that we know now, like lion, lions and tigers and so on, they only ate when they were hungry. So they didn't go around rampaging. There was balance in nature. And actually, because T-Rex didn't have any predators, there, there were a couple of dinosaurs that were bigger than T-Rex that have been discovered. But the other, one of them was 10 times the size of T-Rex, but was a herbivore. 
Um, and the other one is there's the debate about whether it was the same size or a bit bigger than T-Rex was down in Argent was found down in Argentina, whereas T-Rex was up in North America. So T-Rex unlikely to ever have had a proper predator. So there was no anxiety that T-Rex lived in this garden of Eden, could have everything T-Rex wanted and only took what T-Rex needed because T-Rex was so content and at peace and fully in this garden of paradise that was fully supporting T-Rex's life and the whole of, of life on earth. And actually, because of that T-Rex, we were shown was actually protective of other dinosaurs at times and so developed these social relationships that was about protection. So there was a huge uh, a journey of, of friendship with T-Rex. I don't know how many of your listeners or even you, you Eugenie, have had a Reiki attunement ever. But one of the things that I was taught when I was attuned to Reiki was that when you have an attunement to Reiki, friendships that no longer are helpful to have can move away and other friendships that are really, really supportive of you being and shining your greater self really kind of come into view. And there were some really powerful experiences around some toxic friendships and relationships being just completely cleared away in really surprising ways um, in the proving. So so there's there's a kind of similar effect around how do we put ourselves in a place where we can truly enjoy this Garden of Eden, this paradise, going back to the mother, going back to the divinity of the feminine and feel completely supported at all times so that there is no anxiety. We can just be completely ourselves um, present and at peace and happy, you know, going back to the blueprint. So. So these remedies for me have been a really amazing journey and and we're preparing for the next proving that's coming up and obviously I can't say what, what we're proving, <laughs> but <laughs> but I already can guess it's going to be along a, a similar vein. Um, have you because, actually proven, because I just, you, you know, you're mm. talking about the divinity of the feminine and you mentioned before mm. we started recording that Denitsa actually means Venus in uh, mm. uh, Serbian, did you say? In Serbian, yeah, that's yeah, right. that's amazing. Yeah. Have you actually proven the remedy Venus yet? No, but that's a really great idea, Eugene. Yeah. Thank you for the suggestion. <laughs> Thank so you. I've, I never Vark mentioned it to me in the podcast that there's a remedy Venus, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's just mind blowing. But I'm guessing it's a meditative proving. But I was going to ask you with the golden spiral, was that a meditative proving, or how was that done? Yes, that was a meditative proving. And that remedy was made, obviously, in, in a meditative way, um, because the golden spiral is, isn't something that I suppose is in a physical, tangible form in the same way that concrete is, or even T-Rex came from a fossil that was, mm-hmm. that was proved from a physical um, fossil. So, yeah, that was what these were all, these were all been meditative. I'm incredibly interested to ask you because uh, this is actually such good timing. Today is the 29th of April, but this episode won't go live probably until June. But on Sunday, so in two days' time, me and a few mums, I think it's probably about 15 of us, are going to start for the first time ever a butterfly proving group. So we are going to be proving a butterfly remedy every month. I don't even know what it is. I got my assistant to make them up for us. So they're just labeled butterfly one, two, three, four, five. And then we're just going to take it daily for a week, for the first week of the month, and then nothing for the next three weeks. Now, I've, uh, I haven't done like an o- official proving with anyone else just from what I did at college. So I'd, I'd love your guidelines on how you do provings and, uh, you know, the way that you run it. I know everyone does it differently, but how do you run your proving groups? And is it something that you would recommend for other homeopaths and students and clients to do? 
Thank you for the question, Eugenie. And the first thing I want to say is I just want to celebrate how amazing it is that you're going to do this Butterfly Butterfly Provings group. (laughs) That's so awesome. And I would love to hear how it goes. Well, I Um, would love your your help on how, like, I'm just making this stuff up as I go. So I said to the ladies, let's get together. Let's just do it. And let's just see what happens. So I'd love some guidelines from you. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. So one of the things that we've learned fairly quickly is that it didn't matter what potency we took. So there's an assumption, obviously, that we would work with a 30C as the most common way of doing provings. But I really like the Peter Tamanello way of working, which is about inviting people to choose the, the potency that resonates with them. And that seems to work brilliantly. Um, the second thing was that there's an, there's an assumption and, and an understanding and an expectation that everybody who does the proving is in a really good space or is really well physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And at first, when I started to do the provings, I noticed that there would always be maybe one of us that wasn't quite well during the provings. And I was like, oh, is that okay? Is that is that not okay? I don't know what to do with that. And first of all, what I did was I set the intention um, and I work with source when, when, with everything I do. And I set the intention with the, with the Divine Mother. I set the intention that... Any remedies anybody might be working with or any journey that anybody might be on or any conditions that they might have that may affect the proving that they were literally just put to one side in in the energy field in the cosmos so that the person could just receive the energy of the proving and all that we need to know about the energy of the proving. And then at the end of the proving, and we we would do it in one sitting, but then reflect back uh, what would then unfold in our lives that we knew was part of the remedy over the coming month so we'd have this one kind of sitting in meditation and then speaking for a few hours and what would what would happen at the end of that was I would then with intention ask that the proving the energy of the proving remedy would clear the person in any way that would affect their life going forward but that anything that they need to, to that would enhance their life moving forward to stay with them Oh, that kind of it makes sense I do it all kind of with thought rather than with words out loud so I just set, set that intention and it seemed to work really well and one of the things that amazed me particularly with the t-rex proving t-rex because t-rex goes back to a point in time when we are completely pure we are pure beings so and all three of these remedies all of these remedies were really are really good for autoimmune conditions so when what we had with t-rex was one of the provers um basically at the time hadn't been diagnosed but has kind of this lupus reaction and during the proving was really, or before the proving was really very unwell and had this huge kind of red lupus um, effect around her eyes and had just couldn't think properly. She's very bright and very um, kind of a, a, a great thinker. And yet she couldn't think, she couldn't make decisions, she couldn't function, she had almost no energy. I would have probably have given it a two out of ten. She and and I kept thinking, oh, she can't do the proving, she can't, she can't do that, she can't do the proving. And um, and some and something in me, my intuition kept saying, ask her to do it. And I was like, well, I can't look, look, I can't, I can't ask her to do a proving, look, look. And um, and it just this intuitive kick kept kept going and kept saying, No, no, ask her, ask her, ask. So in the end, I in a very apologetic British way said, uh, you know you don't have to do it you know don't worry about you know I'm really sorry because I know you're not well and you know really kind of um very like I said British about it and she said let me think about it and 10 minutes later she came back she said all right I'll do it and she took a 10m and was that her choice to take the that was her choice yeah Yeah, she she works with with 10m so she took a 10m she put her head down and it was like she didn't quite go to sleep but it was almost like she was asleep for about 20 minutes maybe half an hour 
And then she sat up and she was back in the room and all her energy had returned and she was on fire and she was able to completely connect with what the remedy was, what it was doing. But what was really incredible to see was over the course of six hours, the lupus reaction type reaction she had around her eyes reduced by about 90%. Wow. That is, I have got goosebumps coming all the way up my legs. That is so cool. <laughs> it, it was absolutely astounding. And, and it was a real moment for me of going, actually, it's okay. It's okay. We, we've evolved so much from when, you know, provings began. And the, work, the foundational work that it, the amazing Dr. Samuel Harneman gave us, the gifts he gave us, are so profound. I... You know, I, I still sit and I read the Organon and the chronic diseases and his love for humanity oozes out of every page. They're like reading a love letter to humanity. He's what a remarkable gift he's given us all. And, and yet we've evolved. So all of his foundational work is still so crucial to, to what we do. And yet we're evolving. And so how we work can evolve. And I think we, we are able to hold much bigger energy frequencies and work in a more profound way than was we probably would have blew each other up if we tried, you know, some of what we do 200 or so years ago when he was alive. So, you know, so we, we, we can work in these kind of more organic ways. And I think the, the key to it, whatever you do, the key to it is to work with source I always call in the homeopathic rates. I call in the energy of Dr. Samuel Kahneman to help us and James Tyler Kent and all of the, the big, big greats and some of the wonderful teachers that I've had who've passed into spirit. Mm. And, and I ask them to help us. And if we set the intention, the work that we can do in the highest service and the best service we can do for, for the whole of humanity as well as the homeopathic community, the truth will come through. Mm. And now, as sad as it is, we do have the incredible Dr. Robin Murphy and the incredible Misha Norland mm -hmm. up there with the greats. And I believe with all my heart, they are working now harder than ever to guide all of us and help all of us and, you know, keep continue their work through all of us. So, yeah, that's amazing. Absolutely, um, Eugene. Yeah. Denitza, how do people get hold of you? And is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners before we finish off? I just wanted to celebrate how lucky we are to do what we do, how <laughs> blessed we are. You know, I don't think there's any profession in the world, probably apart from maybe some, sometimes psychologists. I really don't think there must be any profession in the world where we go to bed with our materia medicas and read them for bedtime reading. They're yes. our textbooks and we read them not because we want them to help us go to sleep, but because we're so fascinated by what's come up in our day and we want to find out more. And what a gift is that? You know, that's, I'm just constantly in awe and wowed and so grateful to be part of this amazing community really amazing it's so beautiful seeing your passions shine through and I mean it's just been such a privilege during this podcast as well and chatting with so many homeopaths around the world and the one thing that all of us have in common is that passion and once you've seen that magic it's like it's like seeing the light and then you can't unsee it hey or it's like I don't know I don't know how really how you explain it but once you see the magic of homeopathy and see the potential that it has for humanity if it is just fully embraced, I think it's that potential that really, really gets me excited because we're just like really playing around the outskirts at the moment. But homeopathy's potential is huge if humanity can actually just accept it and embrace it and really, you know, push it to its full extent. So, yeah. Absolutely. Then it's a, how do people get hold of you? Um, 
Thank you, Eugenie. It's, um, so my website is denitzerappeline.co.uk and I'll just quickly spell that. That's uh, D-A-N for November, I-C-A, and then appeline, A-P-O-L-L-I-N-E.co.uk and there's a contact form on there. And I've got the provings up and some talks as well. They're on pathway protected pages just for homeopaths, but if anyone wants them, just send me a message and I can send you the, the way to get into them. And so all of these provings are there. Oh, amazing. People you will be getting a message get from me them. very shortly. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send them to you straight away. <laughs> Please do. Oh, it has been brilliant chatting with you. Thank you so much for your time. And um, I can't wait to try these remedies myself and I'll be in touch. Is it? Can we order these through Helios? Yes, you can. Wonderful. Yeah, they're all Helios. They will be getting an email from me. <laughs> Thank you so much, Denitza. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Jeannie. Take care. It's been wonderful chatting with you.